Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday Presented, of course, by DraftKings. It is a new week. We will have new shows for you all week. I will be traveling later on this week, so you're not going to get fresh Tux takes on Wednesday and Thursday, but you will have some awesome interviews with Sean Merriman as well as Greg Cosell. Can't wait for you guys to hear those. Today is the last interviews we had from the Super Bowl, from Radio Row, Media Night, Opening Night, whatever they call it, I got a chance to talk with a lot of players, a lot of coaches, including really good special teams coordinator for the Chiefs, Dave Taub, as well as Jeremiah Washburn, who used to be an offensive line coach. Now he's the edge rusher coach for the Eagles. They had three edge rushers get double-digit sacks last year, so I really think you guys are going to enjoy those conversations almost as much as I enjoy Labatt Blue Light. Tomorrow is 4th of July. What is more American than drinking some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and living life to the power of we? Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. we got two interviews today. We'll start with Dave Tobe. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Uh, talking with one of the best assistant coaches in the NFL. He's the assistant head coach, special teams coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Dave Taub. Coach, uh, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is awesome, isn't it? This is awesome. Can't, can't believe it. Um, all right, a couple things. First of all, you don't know this. My career ended on special teams. Um, Washington 07 four-man wedge <laughs> against the Ravens. Those are the days. Herniated C5, C6 in my neck, bruised my spinal cord, and uh, the doctor was like, you're 28, you went to Prince and get a real job. But back in the day, like, four-man right, wedge was a real thing. Yeah. Were you on the wedge, or were you coming down the field blowing up the No, wedge? no, I was on the wedge. Oh, you were yeah, on I was the on the wedge. Okay. Because the kid, it was a linebacker for the Ravens, who got like I, I separated it like I, I I thought I got the better of it, but I got up and my whole arm went numb. It's actually crazy how many years they had to wait. Yeah, it was. 
It was unbelievable. I mean, we had some collisions out there. We had a guy named Izzy Adonijay. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, him. yeah, 71. Number 71. Yeah, Everybody yeah. said, man, get in there. Don't, watch out for 71 because he would go down there and just blow dudes up. He would so, knock himself out. So I remember being in the meetings and they would tell us, you can't get split. And then they'd be telling the Westbusters, you got to split it. Now, like, like there's, you can't do both. Something, something's going to give. There was a lot of bad collisions out there. It was very dangerous. What um, what's changed the most special teams since I played? Like uh, the last fifteen years or so. Probably you know the the idea of making it more safe. I mean that's yeah. you know and it's really a good thing at the end right. of the day. So I was, I was part of a committee that you know really changed the rules on kickoff. Uh, you know with the with the new rules that you see now, you have, have to have certain you can't have a yeah. running start on kickoff. And yeah, have to have so many guys in the setup zone. And, do you, really feel like, do you feel like it's made special teams less important? No. I, I think it's keeping it relevant, really. It's well, I guess, it I, I guess for me it's like... There, there was a group of people that they, they wanted it out. Right. Know? So our but, job was to keep it in the game. I guess it feels like compared to back in the day, you feel like there's so many touchbacks and so many fair catches. It used to be, it used to be more action, I felt like. Yeah, sure. I mean, you're kicking, kicking, kicking off from the 30. You know, it was right. harder to get a touchback. Uh, there was more action before. I mean, there's no question. Guys would come out deeper. Uh, they don't come out anymore as much. Yeah. Uh, you know, safety's a big deal. You know, but as long as we can keep kicking in the game, I think that's a good thing. But now, also, people are trying to have the ball come down inside the five and make them bring it out. Right? Sure. Oh yeah. Kickers are so good now they can hang it up, get it over four zero hang time, come down on the five yard line and make you make you come out and get them inside the twenty. Uh, you know, sometimes that's a strategy, and it's a, it's a good strategy if you could do it. If you have a kicker, that can do it. So, two questions that people ask a lot is like, why don't punters kick the ball out of bounds more? And punters tell me it's harder than you think it is. It really can you is. Explain. I, I know it's harder because I had Devin Hester when I was at Chicago, and teams would try to kick it out of bounds all the time. Why is it so hard? Well, because the angle you wanna, you're, you, you're trying to get as much yardage as you can. So, I mean, a guy can sit there and turn and just kick it straight out of bounds for yeah, yeah. a five-yard. Uh, gross, right? You know, but you want to try to get as much yardage as you can, and, and, and to, with that combination of trying to get as much yardage and angling it out of bounds, guys make the mistake and it ends up coming in bounds, and that's that's. When, How when many years trouble. did you have, Devin? I had Devin this whole. Well, I, I left uh, twelve. I left. I had him for six years. Best that ever did it. Best that ever did it. I hopefully he gets Hall in the oh, I hope so. We're going uh, to find out so soon. Good? Uh, he just was so strong. He was great vision, uh, great speed, um, and just great anticipation. Like his instincts were just off the charts. So you got a lot of hype as being a great special teams coordinator when he was there. He helped me. Did you make him great or did he make you great? It was he made me great. <laughs> I can admit it. He made me great. No. So um, how many guys? Like how many? You know, when, when I was playing. There was a good five or six core special teamers, like core four that every team would carry. Yeah. Doesn't seem like that as much anymore. Is it like three or four guys they'll give there's, you they'll give a team yeah, now? Yes, there's three guys. There's about okay. three guys per team. And there they used all, to be they, more, right? There used to be more. Okay. There used to be more. But now, you know, those guys gotta play offensive defense. They get so much play, so that's that becomes more of a bigger factor, so it's all worked in. What what else has changed on teams? Obviously you can't do the wedge and stuff. 
So how many different returns are there that you can have, like on a kick return? Uh, you know, we'll go into a game with five or six returns. Um, but they, another thing that's changed is the kickers and punters have gotten so good. It's unbelievable. I mean, they are so good. I mean, I'm if, you don't, if you're not 80%, you're... You're not a good partner. And the other thing is, Dave, like um, I did a, ra- I did your game against the Raiders. Like the Raiders punter and kicker are huge. Yeah. Like a lot of these guys are big dudes. I got big now. guys too. Bucker's tall. Yes. Bucker's tall, and I have Tommy Townsend, who's a tall guy. Yeah. And, and my long snapper is athletic too. I mean, he runs a four five. James right. Winchester, so. Right. It didn't I mean, used to be that the kickers and punters were all this big and this good. Yeah. And the long snappers too. I mean, they have to be able to run because now they don't have to worry about they, they don't get knocked like they used to. You, have, you can't even touch a punter of a snapper anymore. So has that led to lighter long snappers that can lighter run? lighter long snappers that can cover and cover a kick speed you know they have to be accurate with snaps but they're all all more athletes better athletes. Um, you've gotten head coaching interviews. I had five interviews. Five years in a row? No, I had, I've had five overall. Okay. Uh, over over my career, I haven't had one in a while. <laughs> you know, I'm sixty now. How does that I, I think happen? I'm by how does it happen? How does it happen that you get interviews and all of a sudden, like, you didn't forget. Well, you know, you're a hot guy. You didn't guy. get worse as a coach. No, I, I was in the hot spot. You know, I was the age. I was, you know, lower 50s. And, right. Uh, you know, getting a little bit of pub and had some good units. Right. I had a chance. And then somebody interviews you. One team, Miami was the first one to interview me. And then other, other teams said, hey, let me check that guy out. And right. That's how it happens. But I would think, like, with the Harbaugh success... More special teams coordinators would get interviews. I don't think one guy has this offseason. I know. Versace uh, got one. Oh, that's I, I right. Versace got one at the Colts, I think I read. A little bit different since he was the guy with the Raiders. He was the interim, interim guy, guy with yeah. the Raiders. Yeah, last yeah. Year. successful. I was just, I was kind of, that was a terrible decision. I was I was surprised he didn't get a shot at. Him. You know, he did such a good job. Yeah. I mean, he, he went through some. There was some turmoil. Oh my gosh. It was a small sample size, and it was a really good sample size. Yes, yeah, no question. I mean, they made the playoffs and everything. Well, that's, I guess that's why you got an interview this year. Um, do you like it more, less, or the same? Coaching. Oh, I love it. I mean, I, these guys keep me young. You know, I, I don't. I don't feel old until I look in the mirror, <laughs> or I see myself on television. You know, but right now I feel like a young guy. That's just. I, I'm ready to do this for. Maybe 10 more years. Oh, that's awesome. Coach, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. it. Thanks. Always interesting to talk with a coach like Coach Tobe and just figure out the special teams part of it. It's the one thing that nobody ever really talks about. You know, when you're leading into a season, nobody calls into the radio station to talk about special teams unless there's a major mistake. Speaking of that, by the way, if – you made a major mistake at some point when you bought the house or if you've noticed there's major mistakes in your bathrooms, you got to do what I did. At least talk to the people at West Shore Home. In just one day, they tore out both of our old upstairs baths, replaced them with a beautiful new shower, fresh new bath. It literally brightens the room. I don't even know how else to describe it. I've told you this before. I'll tell you again. Go to westshorehome.com slash Ross just to see the before and after pictures and just to see the before and after videos because they can do a whole lot better than I can explaining it here on a podcast. You got to look at it and you can get a free estimate, by the way, when you do that. And right now they're also doing free installations. So it's westshorehome.com slash Ross. 
westshorehome.com slash Ross. Plus, I want to go against you in our Fantasy Feast Best Ball League. So get the free estimate. Email it to me, ross at rosstucker.com, so you can be in our July Best Ball Draft. It's time for Jeremiah Washburn. The Big Show. I'm talking with Eagles outside linebacker coach Jeremiah Washburn, who back in the day was an O-line coach. I still remember talking to you after you guys got robbed against the Cowboys in the playoffs when you were in Detroit. Yeah, that was a brutal game. That was rough, man. That was a tough one. That was rough. We thought we had a team. We had a really good team that year. That was a tough one. All right, so let's do your background, though, because I think it's really interesting to go from being an offensive line coach to being an edge rusher coach. And I think my listeners would find that interesting. So you played O-line in college. I did. And were you always coaching that ever since college? Well, so and your dad, and by the way, your dad's famous D-line coach. Yeah, yeah. So I would say uh, I was actually a scout for six years. I was with Baltimore and then got into Right coaching. out of college? Or right I when, was, yeah, okay. right with the, with the Ravens okay. for about six years and then went into coaching with Jim Schwartz. I was assistant O-line coach in Detroit. And then okay, so before you get into that, how much did the scouting stuff help coaching? Everything. I mean, being able to evaluate. In what way? Yeah, in well, what way? I mean, one is big picture, being able to have empathy for the big picture and, and uh, kind of the overview. We were taught so well in Baltimore with Ozzy and Phil Savage and DaCosta and that whole crew that um, you feel pretty equipped to evaluate players. So that helped quite a bit. Just being able to constantly evaluate your own group uh, helped, helped quite a bit. When you say big picture, do you mean like... So, I was on teams where the coaches really didn't care that much about maybe the practice squad guys or the inactive guys because they were heavily focused on that Sunday and maybe rightfully so. Right. Your scouting background, does it help you to... um, understand that you're trying to develop every guy that you have absolutely yes that and that was such a big deal with us in baltimore and then when i went with schwartz uh with coach schwartz in detroit that was such a big deal for us as well was developing our own and and uh and did you know him from baltimore he actually a, a little bit he and my dad coached together uh in tennessee That's and right. so That's that was right. the connection with with coach okay. schwartz yeah and what would you get hired there Assistant offensive line okay. under George Jarno, who passed away from cancer a couple years ago. Uh, and Scott Linehan was the offense coordinator. We had a, we had a good run there, and then I was retained by Jim Caldwell, and then kind of navigated some passes an O line coach with the Dolphins and the Bears, and then back to the Dolphins. And then when we were let go with Adam in 2018, I thought it was going to be kind of a bridge year. I wanted my my daughter to graduate high school in Florida. So I kind of had a bridge year as like a consultant with the Eagles. And then um, Schwartzy asked me to be the D-line coach in 2020. So Matt Burke and I uh, coached a group in 2020, and I was retained by Coach Gannon in 2021. So when Schwartz knows you as O-line coach, and he comes up and says D-line coach, um, you had never caught 
you had never coached D-line. No, right? and I said no. Uh, and then he called. No, but that doesn't mean you can't do it. I just think that's interesting that he yeah. thought that highly of he you. He was great with it, too. He's very convincing. Anybody that knows Jim knows that he's he's pretty good at that stuff. So he, uh, I just said, no, Jim, I don't have that background. And he said, come on, man, it's, it's the same thing. And honestly, Ross, it is. I mean, the fundamentals are so similar. I mean, hand placement, pad level. Effort, you know, toughness. Helmet in the right place. Yeah, all those things. And precision, timing with games is no different than timing in the run game. You right. know, all of those things are so important. You have to drill it over and over. So right. it's it's shocking how many similarities there are. I know I've talked to you about this before, but when I was in New England, like Matt Patricia, for example, right. was the O-line coach, assistant O-line coach. That's right. And then they flipped And Belichick always starts guys – on the opposite side of where he wants him to end up. So how much was being an O-line coach for as long as you've been, how helpful has that been to you being a D-line coach now? Well, that's given me credibility in the room, and I'm, I'm pretty fortunate that the guys that were there wanted that information. They wanted that knowledge. You know, with Fletch, BG, Sweaty, you know, the crew, Derek Barnett, the crew that was there when I got there, and then... You know, guys like Reddick and the, the new crew uh, have been great with that. They love the information. They use it. They apply it. And so uh, it's really worked out pretty well. So I feel like I would love to do that. Like, I, I would love to just look at O-Lyman and be like, man, I'm telling you, I think he's susceptible to power. Or I think his outside hand, whatever it is, right? Absolutely. Um, because you did that for 10 years or however long you did that, you've been yeah. breaking it down. It's so funny, Ross. Like, like it was 11 years, and um, you'd be stunned how many of my old players will text me, like, rush games, you know, or say, hey, attack so-and-so's outside hand. You know, because I think we're all suffering pass rushers. Like, <laughs> now that you can flip the table a little bit, um, it's, it is, I mean, God, I just got a text from Josh Sitton a couple of days ago about something like that. Uh, so they all look at that through that lens. Um, so obviously this year, um, Hassan Reddick had an unbelievable year. He did. Um, we're talking here at the opening night of the Super Bowl before the game, but I'm probably not going to air this till after. Um, what did people miss about him um, that people didn't realize he was this good? Yeah, so I was actually, ironically, the offensive line coach in Chicago when we had him in the Senior Bowl. And even then, uh, you know, it was a struggle to say, is he a Mike inside backer? Is he an edge guy? Because he doesn't fit that mold, but... What does he weigh? He's, uh, you know, 240s. Okay. I would say, I mean, that's where he plays. He's not super tall. He's not super long, but... But he's good against the run, too. Very good, very good. He, you know, he generates a lot of force with his speed. Um, you know, and his his mentality, he's so tough. I mean, he's a Camden guy. And he embraced the way we play here in a big way, early and often. Um, so he's played the run really well despite whatever, you know, misconception we might have about his size. But, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is he doesn't, he doesn't fit that traditional role of an edge guy. And if you're – so the concern with him is that he wasn't big enough to play the edge and be able to set the edge, right? Right. Like that's, and so Arizona played him off the ball as a result, but that's not – he's an edge guy. 
He's an edge guy, and he's special at it too. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened, you know, at previous stops, but man, we're sure glad we have him. Yeah. So, just what are the things that impress you the most? Um, is it is it the power? Is it speed to power? Is it his hands? Like, what are the things? My listeners like to learn more. So, what are the type of things you talk to about? Not just him, but any pass rusher. Well, he's kind of like. Uh, He's kind of like a Mike Trout, you know, like a five-tool player. Like, he's got it all. Um, you know, that was the thing that, that we were most pleasantly surprised about was his, was his power. Like, he's really strong. And it yeah. was it was one of those things. I think I was holding a bag pretty early, and you felt that, uh, you know. And, and I thought, wow, we've got something. Um, so he's really got all of those things. And, and we're blessed with We've kind of got a Baskin Robbins of defensive ends right now with him and Sweaty J and BG, Rob Quinn, Pat Johnson, you know, that crew. It's, they're all a little bit different and offer something a little bit different as rushers. Yeah, I think it's um, – I, I love the stuff you guys did this year with the five down. And so often the guys knowing they got a pretty good chance that they're going to have a one-on-one before the snap. They love that stuff. They do. They, I mean, are people changing it up? Because when I played, if it's five down, it's five down. It's one-on-one. Are people sliding at all? Turning? They are. Yeah, that's a week-to-week thing. Not to go too far into that, yeah, Ross, yeah, yeah. but you and I both know. like you either five down or you turn it. You do, and that's you kind of – people do different stuff nowadays. Yeah. And that's where the league – I would say as you were getting out of it, that's where I feel like the league was going, you know, and, and especially – like what New England was doing with their five-down stuff yes. was dangerous. And so I think the more that you can isolate guys one-on-one, uh, I just I always hated that as an offense line coach. So you always go to the stuff that, that you would hate. Totally agree. Because also, if they're rushing three or four, they don't know where the help's going. That's right. So they, they rush differently. If they hear the center say five-down and they know we're, we're man-to-man – then and then they know they have a two-way go like the, right. and that the guards are in a bad spot and the center yeah yeah they are and i've had some nightmare games i can remember gosh i coached one of the best centers that that uh probably never went to a pro bowl in dominic rayola and gosh i remember we played dallas in 2010 and you remember jay ratliff was yes. as the nose Oh, my gosh. And it was, what do you do? Because DeMarcus is out there, and they've got Anthony Spencer yeah. and Marcus Spears and this, this, these five guys. And, and you had no choice. You had to slide. Or you had to 5-0, and you couldn't slide and leave your back on one of those guys. So those were a nightmare at that time, and it still is for a lot of teams. Jeremiah, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate Anytime, it. Anytime, Ross. Anytime, man. I really am a believer in the cross training like that. Like, I think it'd be cool if I was a coach now to be a defensive quality control guy and just to try to scheme up blitzes to attack certain protections. I mentioned best ball earlier in the show. All you have to do to start playing best ball is download the DraftKings app using code Ross. Enter the DraftKings best ball millionaire contest. You do a snake draft. And then each week during the season, this is what the beauty is of best ball they automatically put your best players in the lineup. You don't need to worry about injuries or inactives or any of that stuff. 
the teams with the most points by the end of the season will have a shot to take home the $1 million top prize. What are you waiting for? Head to the DraftKings app, sign up with code Raw, start playing best ball today, join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament, and you'll get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars only on DraftKings with code Ross. Stakes. All right, Ross, a lot of news to get to. Patriots signed linebacker Jawan Bentley to a two-year $18.75 million contract extension. Panthers signed defensive lineman Taylor Stallworth. Rams signed quarterback Akella Witherspoon. Jags left tackle Cam Robinson has been officially suspended four games for his PED usage. Interesting to see the Patriots getting a bunch of guys signed to extensions before 4th of July. They got... Devontae Parker, now Bentley. Stallworth's always been a solid run stuffer inside. Witherspoon's kind of bounced around. And Cam Robinson, man, if Anton Harrison plays really well those first four games, Robinson just voided all of his guaranteed money. Yikes, not good. A lot of layoffs at ESPN who have let go of Steve Young, Susie Colbert, Todd McShay, Keyshawn Johnson, Matt Hasselback, and more. Right, yeah, I, I hate seeing this. Um, all good people. Uh, most of them have been with ESPN a long time. They've had terrific careers, made a lot of money, good for them. Uh, but this is the way it works at times, I guess, in, in corporate America. They need to cut costs somewhere, and those are the costs that they decide to cut. I guess it's one reason why I kind of like that I'm, I have like a diversified media portfolio, if that makes sense, having a bunch of different gigs. Titans running back Hassan Haskins was charged with aggravated assault via strangulation. I, I never know what to say uh, about things like this other than just awful. We'll see as more details come out, but just awful. Can you imagine having that associated with your name or your family? Just bad. The NFL announced season-long suspensions for Isaiah Rogers and Rashad Berry, who the Colts promptly cut. Titans also lose offensive tackle Nicholas petit Friere for six games for betting in the team facility. So this is going to be my Labatt take, Jack, presented by Labatt Blue Light, the pristine Canadian Pilsner. Enjoy your beers together so you can live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Three things on the NFL players in betting. Number one, I don't understand the rules. I don't understand why they made them as complex as they needed to. And it seems like some teams in particular, the Lions, the Colts, didn't do a really good job with the messaging. But I have a better idea from both the NFL level and the player level. How about just don't bet? How about just don't bet? I mean, it's like three to 10 years of your life. We weren't allowed to bet when I played. Even if you're betting on other sports, you start losing. That could lead to potentially some bad outcomes as well. How about just don't bet? And also, by the way, there's over 2,000 players that don't seem to have any issue with the rules. Other than that, Jack, uh, I think we're done here, man. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. Time for some shout-outs. How about Pizza Boy Brewing? Delicious, of course. You got my boys over at Sportaculture humanheadnyc.com, steakhousesports.com, go-bangles.com, evergreeneconomics, backoffice-scheduler.com, and myfrontpagestory.com.